Hey, podcast listeners, this is Todd Finley, the founder of HBCU Grad. On this episode, Kaylin talked to Elijah Rutland, who is a digital illustrator and a sneaker artist that currently goes to FAMU. He he was the inventor of the Black Roth meme that went viral, and he's done a lot of great things. He's done some really good internships, and Kaylin had a chance to talk to him, so... Um, I think you'll enjoy listening to a creator in the early stages of his career. So hope you enjoy. Ooh, let's see. And we are on live, man. How is it going, bro? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I say all in all, things are going pretty well right now. That's good, man. That's good. I'm glad to have you on as a guest for our podcast, another HBCU audio experience episode. And I am here with none other than legend himself, Mr. Elijah Rutland. Fix my soul. Yes. So definitely want to get right into it. Um, First, you know, go ahead and, um, you know, tell people a little bit about yourself. You know, I know a lot of people have seen your work circulating online, but they don't know the face behind the magic so yeah um well i am elijah rutland i'm currently a fourth year graphic design student at florida a&m um and i'm the person behind fix muscle and what i do there is um i customize tennis shoes i do like digital illustrations um also you know paint jackets murals pretty much anything that can be painted I, can, I do that. Um, anything that can be drawn, I do that also. Um, so it's a lot of different forms of art uh, that I, I do. So, Okay, man. Okay. So starting off, um, how long have you been in the design business uh, pretty much? Because I know you've been working for some years and I just don't know how long. Yeah. Um. Well, I've been into art as a business started in 2015. Um, I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, was when Fix My, Fix My Soul as a, a name uh, came about. Um, and that that came from re- really my, my, my journey now is really just a buildup of stuff I, you know, I've been doing since I was like what, five, maybe four years old. Pretty much ever since I started writing, you know, I've always been into drawing. Um, it really started with like, like the first real, um, I guess, transformative experience. I remember it was when the first time I saw Spider Man in like two thousand five, and like ever since then, you know, I, I would draw all the characters, all the comic books. Actually, that's if you look behind me. Oh wow! This the arm is broken, but this was my cousin got this for me back in kindergarten. You know, ever ever since then, like um, drawing like Power Rangers, Spider Man, all that all that kind of stuff. It's that's where it all started from. You know, I would draw that. Then when I started to like um, Jordans and shoes and stuff like that, I started that in second grade. Then I started to like um, you know anime and manga stuff like Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, all that. 
so what I do now is really just a combination of all that stuff. I, you know, I've been doing ever since I was five, six years old. So, hey man, that's dope, bro. This it's a lot of times, you know, we hear these stories where people are expressing like where the talents originated from, but like for you to like know that much in detail where it all started, like the fact that you still got the Spider Man <laughs> background like that, that says that it, it, it runs deep within you so that's super dope so you you started at you started around like four or five you said when you started you know drawing and designing and so i want to ask when did the name fix my soul come about because i i thought that maybe the name from the time that you actually started would have went hand in hand but yeah well the case fix my soul started when I was in the 10th, no, I was going to the 11th grade, I think. Okay. In 2015. Um, because I, I really started, you know, I've always really been in the shoes since about elementary school and Jordan's in particular, you know, stuff like that. But my parents would never get them for me. Right. Because um, my parents are, you know, they didn't grow up watching Michael Jordan and when, when they were like around my age in high school, whatever, nobody's wearing the basketball player shoes back then. So they didn't really get, get it. No, I feel that though. Yeah. My mom grew up in Chicago when Michael Jordan was playing. Oh, and man. I still, I still had to wait to buy mom. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody paid $120 for those shoes. That's what uh, she every time. Yeah. So my parents were the exact same way. Okay. All the way up. Um, so. But the thing was, instead of having the Jordans, I would what I would do is I would draw them on paper, and then I would color them. So I would put like Batman in pair of Jordans, or I would draw like Goku wearing Jordans, and all, all this started, you know, in elementary school, like long before Fix My Soul and all that stuff. So um, I was on Instagram. This is 2015, and I I was seeing people Instagram and YouTube, but I was seeing people like painting tennis shoes. So I'm like, well, I've been drawing them and I can do all this stuff. Why not try painting them? Um, so I, I went to Goodwill and I bought a pair of shoes. I went to Walmart and I got some paint. Um, then I just did my first pair and posted them. Um, then also, this is another funny thing about it was my dad also went to FAMU. And okay. so, you know, my whole life I grew up knowing, you know, he would always wear his family hat with every outfit almost, you know, orange and green. I, I, so I was familiar. Um, so what I did, the first two, I, I painted, I painted orange and green because normally my dad wasn't always a fan of painting things that weren't canvases because he would see it as um, I was messing stuff up. So I painted the shoe orange and green as a way to kind of ease it in, like the fact that I actually painted the shoe. Um, right. So Really, I just did my first one, posted it, got pretty good response. Um, but the drive was just there. So I, I did one shoe, I did another, I did another, I did another, I did another. I just kept doing it um, until it's kind of what it is now. So. Okay, okay. Well, that definitely um, would just worry up a little bit more because I think it was the first piece of work was awesome. besides the, the animation stuff the first piece of work was 
it was a pair of sixes that you did with FAMU covers. And mm-hmm. I thought that was, I thought that was some of the hardest work I had. <laughs> it was like a picture where you had put it, I think it was like your pop's license plate. Yeah. That you put it right next to it. Like those are hard. Those are definitely hard. For sure, man. So yeah. like the people the people around campus try to like put in custom orders and stuff like were you, yeah. were you well like, well unfortunately I did those I did those back in March so we're still um in corona the time of corona I guess so uh it wasn't an all campus thing unfortunately I wish it was but but because of the like how popular they were um and I put them up on my website, and ever since then, you know, people have been ordering ordering them. Um, like, I did the first pair back in March, and it's uh, October now, and I'm still doing them. Like, just from all the orders and the demand. Um, so it's been, it's been really good, like a really good experience to kind of see, because, um, you know, I do a lot of family stuff, but to see this, people really take I think this is really the first time people are taking to a shoe like this. You know, I've done like just regular illustrations. I've done jackets and all that kind of stuff, right. which is also done well. But the shoes have always been kind of uh, hit or miss because the silhouette of the shoe is really important. Um, and then you kind of have to figure out because everybody doesn't wear Jordans. Everybody doesn't wear Air Force One. So it's always a, a little tough to kind of figure out like a perfect balance um between the two but it, it really worked out dope man dope so are you still like working on on different models of the jordans or you just want to that was just a test run that you stretch yeah. out to the shoes yeah um i'm actually doing working on some designs for um other family models uh, actually i have one behind me actually but but yeah, I definitely want to. We will. So you can hook them on that sneak peek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, this one was actually uh, what's called a, a one of one. So it was. I'm only doing one of it, but exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive. So so this is the box. I redid the um, the lid. So n- normally, hold on, let me show you. Normally the box will look like this. Right. We just have the Jordan logo and flight underneath it. So I did did that. And then this is hold on, it's this reverse, but this is a shoe right here. Oh yeah, that's cold. Then oh, yeah. so yeah. I definitely plan to do do more stuff like this. Um, those will be posted, I think, by this weekend, hopefully. So, oh yeah, those are cool right there. Yeah. Y'all gonna pull it up to the class never <laughs> with some different energy. <laughs> those are cool, man. I like those. Thank you. So, um, the next, the next question I had because I'm just now starting to get um, more and more into your design work. The first interaction I think I had with your um your at handle is the black ralph the black <laughs> ralph is an all-time classic 
not only in like me, but just HBCU culture, because everybody has used it and nobody probably knows the origin story behind it. You got to let us know, like, how did that come about? And like, how did it, how did you see it blow up so fast in your opinion? Yeah. Um, well, for like maybe a few weeks before I, I made it, I saw people posting like the original Rolf character. Yeah, who has like blue hair and um, he was standing by the window also. And I thought it would be funny because uh, something I do, I don't do it as much as I used to, but something I would do was would be to draw like popular characters that we all knew who weren't black, but put them in like black scenarios. Um, so I just thought it would be funny to do that with Roth. Um, so I just drew him to look like me. Then I changed the caption. Uh, the original caption was people really out here thinking that I make free art, um, which, you know, as an artist or a creative or person who does anything in that field, that's definitely something that most of us could relate to. Um, it's really all I, all I did. I just thought it was funny. I just drew it like myself. It only took maybe 10, 15 minutes to do. Um, and I just posted it. I thought my artist friends on my Instagram would think it was funny. Um, and I didn't really think much of it. I, I thought it was funny. But um, next thing I know, probably later that day, I was seeing people just re they would take the picture and change the caption. And soon it, it went from just the caption to the hairstyle, to the clothes, to um, I was just seeing everything. Um, and then just on my end, I had a couple more ideas, um, for like different versions I wanted to do. So I did, I did one with the March 100. I did one with like Colin Kaepernick. And I did a few others, but I mean, I, I had no idea that something I did in 10 minutes would be seen by millions of people all, all over the world. And what's funny, I, I drew it two years ago, actually the beginning of this month, two years ago, and pe people still uh, come up to me and ask me about it, or um, sometimes I'll post like throwback ones I did, and you know people still laugh at them. I, I mean, it's it's crazy. I I never would have um, expected it. That I remember that. Very vividly. Now that you mention it, it does it it does add up the time sequence I want to start because I think yeah. you stood around the time that the Florida Florida Classic was um, coming up, especially yeah. two years ago. And now that you mention it, that fam, you marching one hundred one, <laughs> that that was a hit. That right there. <laughs> But oh my gosh, I remember it. Everybody was, everybody was customizing it with their hair. They started putting bonnets yeah. and as on raw. I was like, "Yo, that right there was classic." So, you know, all the exposure that you got, you know, just off of your work, you know, I know, I know, eyes from from the outside looking in, they had to start drawing in more and more following. Yeah. Yeah. And th that, um, that ended up being a good part about it was um, more more people were drawn to my page so they could see. So some of the work that I 
that I might have spent 10 hours on that I didn't think people really saw or took to. Now those the new people coming in were able to see it and appreciate it on the back end. So um because I what I didn't want to happen was people to see me as a meme creator. Right. Um because I I created a meme, but I'm not, you know, that, that was just one thing that I did one time that just happened to blow up. You know, I've I've been doing I got four plus years of work in my portfolio that, you know, that I do on the daily. So, um, you know, more people were able to see that. Um, I was able to, I did like, um, I still have like pins that I got made of different characters. Um, I mean, it's, and also the other thing that happened from it was people, it was like different Instagram pages and stuff. They were, they would take, they took a picture of me and the meme when I got my internship last summer. Yeah. Um, and they would, I don't, I don't know how to say it or phrase it right, but they would, it was like an article almost. Um, they, they would post that saying I got a, in, Black Rock creator got an internship. So it went from people, like when I got in public, people only recognizing me, like if I had on a pair of shoes that I painted or a jacket or something. I, I could go out and just re- all regular clothes and then people would recognize my face, which is um, something I'm still kind of getting used to, but, but I mean, overall, it's, it's just been, been really great uh, getting to meet different people, uh, people seeing a meme and not probably not having the biggest expectations, but then they see all the other stuff I, I've done and be like, oh, oh he, he really... Um, like this wasn't just a, a one-time thing, so. Right, right. It's just hard work that just happened to me. Yeah. The right <laughs> moment. It just took things in totally So I did hear you mention, you know, the internship that you got following, you know, the, the exposure, you know, with the memes. So I guess we wanted to ask, like, how was that first um, internship? I'm, I'm, I believe it was with Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was with Warner Brothers Animation. Uh, Warner, um, Warner Brothers. There we yeah. go. That was a, okay. another funny thing about the internet. Because what the show I was on, it was produced at Warner Brothers, but it was streaming on Netflix. Okay. I guess, okay. okay. I, guess, I guess when people heard Netflix, they just took that around with it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, you. Uh, but still, yeah, yeah. the studio. Yeah. Hills, the Hollywood yeah. Hills. Yeah, I mean, and that that one experience probably more than anything has been like the biggest just transformation, like life transformation experience. Mainly because it it really told me that anything I want to do, I have the capability to do it. Um, because in the animation industry, I say most industries. In Hollywood in general, there aren't a lot of black people. And the number of black people from HBCUs is even smaller. The number of black people from HBCUs who are in the arts fields is even smaller than that. So, I mean, for someone like I, I don't go to art school, I don't, you know, we don't have all the newest equipment, all the newest software, all the alumni connections. Um, but, but for someone like me to be able to go in, to the industry like that and then do well that that really just 
like it, it really gave me tunnel vision you know, for what I want to do in the future. And I mean, everybody there was cool. It like it was just I I get excited every time I think about it. But hey, I, look, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was also like my first time in California. Okay. Um, it's, and then this um, really made me glad that I go to FAMU and HBC in particular because the FAMU network is strong, super strong out there, but also just in general, the HBC network because, you know, HBCs aren't as big on the West Coast as, as they are on the East Coast. Um, it really, like when you get out there, it really doesn't matter what, like if I went to FAMU, you went to Bethune, it's like we all went to the same school. Um, just because that's just how tight it is. I mean, people I never met were looking out for me just because I go to FAMU. Just even before they even met me before anything else. And it, it would have been the same, like, whether you went to Bethune, A&T, North Carolina Central, wherever. And that's that's the part I really love the most. Definitely, bro. Like, I can definitely attest to that. You know, it, like you said, it doesn't matter what HBCU you went to at the end of the day, we're so close knit yeah. that it's all family at the end of the day. It's always it's always distant cousins that might get together and talk a little trash when it comes to robberies. Yeah. Going head to head at the end of the day, we only talk trash within our own circles about each other. Anybody else got any problems <laughs> in full force? Because we don't play that. So I definitely understand that. Um, but that's real, bro. So how long were you out there in, in California for the internship? Yeah, I was there from the end of June through August 31st. Okay. So it was almost three months. Uh, so I, I was able to get, you know, good experience of living in California. Um, definitely, it's a lot more expensive than Georgia or Tallahassee. But, but I mean, I... For the experience I got, I take it any day. I feel that, man. I feel that. And the show you was working on, it was the uh, the Aquaman animated show. Well, Aquaman was the show I did this summer. Um, and that was virtual. The show I did last summer when I was physically in California was uh, Green Eggs and Ham, which is oh, um, oh. yeah, which, which you can watch that on Netflix now. Yeah, um, and Aquaman will be out on HBO. I believe next year, HBO Max. So, that's super dope. So, how have you? I definitely want to ask. You know, how have you been able to navigate? You know, continuing your work and networking amidst the quarantine world right now. I mean, the the world per se is not exactly on lockdown, but you know, just yeah. the United States, you yeah. know, <laughs> dealing with majority of the pandemic, you know, unfortunately. So how have you been able to continue your work and growing um growing out your network amidst these times? Um I'll say a big part is continuing to build or strengthen relationships that I made pre-quarantine. You know, just kind of sending updated people. Um because I'll say now in general people are more open i mean we're all at home um so i mean I, I, what i do like um i was saying like every semester i was sending an update email to people 
it's just like a lot of people I met in California last summer. I'm um, saying this this is what how I did in my classes this semester, how I'm adjusting to quarantine, any new projects I'm doing. Um, so that's what I do on that end. I'll say for building like newer relationships, um, I've been using LinkedIn a lot more. Um, that's really I think a lot of people sleep on LinkedIn. But sure. that's that's like that's like where the networking is, the jobs, people that you probably wouldn't be able to meet in person or uh, email with kind of back and forth. A lot of them are on there. And really, all you got to do is send a message or send a connection. You can um, connect with them really easily. Um, another way is Instagram and Twitter, kind of posting my work, but also kind of not making my page all about just every time I post a project, kind of posting like um, how I'm feeling about my work or how quarantine has kind of changed it. Kind of just being like more of an open open book into the process of making the art or kind of how I'm navigating personally. Um, so those are the main ways. No, I definitely feel that, you know, it's um, it's funny being in this time, you know, it's kind of forced everybody, especially those that are creatives, to really think outside the box. And it's, you know, it's really dope when people, you know, I consider stuff like showing like that behind the scenes process, like actually showing people how the magic happens. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. super, um, kind of pushing away from what we were just talking about is because there was a point that you had brought up earlier regarding the amount of creatives and animators within you know the professional world you know especially when it comes down to the number of black creatives and animators and HBCU graduates and I wanted to ask you what was your overall goal going into your professional world fully after you graduate? Because I know you said that um, you're in your fourth year at FAMU. So what's your, where's your headspace going as far as what you're trying to accomplish um, once you go in head on? Um, I'll say once I graduate, I definitely want to start um, at an animation company, most likely Warner Brothers, um, you know, considering how things have been going. But um, I want to start there. It's most likely as a background painter. Um, I'm still not. I'm not 100 sure which role I want to start in. But um, from a career standpoint, I definitely want to start there. Kind of learn because um, animation at the root of everything I love, animation is like the connected medium. You know, it's like I mentioned with Power Rangers, Spider Man, Teen Titans, like. That's all, and from from a what preschool to now, that's the thing I love. Um, so, so two summers ago, when I when I found out like these people have a whole career, um, and this is what they do, I'm like, this is perfect. Um, so I want to start up there, um, but I also want to continue with fix my soul, um, and ultimately I want that to be like my full, like what I do. 
Um, so I want to, I kind of want to have my hands on like a lot of different pots in regards to art. Um, that's like animation, still doing like paintings, tennis shoes, um, all of that. So I would say, I don't know if you're familiar with an artist named uh, Hebrew Brantley, but he's um he's from Chicago. He has yeah. he, he's a visual artist, so his, his main thing is he does paintings. But he also has a character called Flyboy, which is one he created um, because of the lack of rep- representation for black people in the superhero space. So from that character, all his work is based on that for the most part. Okay. Um, and then he's able to do like collaborations with, well, he's done collaborations with a lot of major companies and brands like Chicago Bulls, um, okay. Bait. I mean, the list goes on and on, but he's able to kind of control because his work is um, in such demand, he's able to work at his own pace and create the work that he wants and people are able to buy that. And then he, in addition to his original paintings on canvas, you know, he has like t-shirts, hats, prints, whole nine. Um, and then in addition to that, he also, I believe last year, signed a production deal with Sony Pictures TV oh, to wow. create, um, they haven't said exactly what, but I'm sure it's gonna be animation, or, you know, in that, in that field. So I definitely wanna do something in that lane um, being an independent artist, but also being able to kind of collaborate with uh, major brands to kind of get your message out that way, so. Okay, all right, so I see where you're going, it's it's crazy. The last thing you were just talking about as far as like him working on his own character, it brings me into a question I thought of while you were talking, and you can take your time on it. if you had the chance to create your own black superhero, what would their superpowers be? Like, what what would be the storyline you would want to produce if you had to go ahead to make it? Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I would say. There's a couple of different ideas, but I'll say the main one is I just want him to be him or her, uh, whichever one it is. I would say discernment would be a very important power that would be like, but discernment itself wouldn't be the power, but it would be the foundation of whatever power. So whether it was like super strength or um, something like that, now, my, my, I think my the one I like the most would be I'm thinking of it would be like a boy and girl team where they're artists themselves. One won't be like a painter, most likely. The other one would be skilled in like pencil media, kind of drawing, charcoal, that kind of stuff. And there would be there would be like a a villain or villain force. Who and it's, and they took all the color out of the world, so the world is black and white, and they would the two um, 
heroes would be like warriors of color. I still something like that, and they would. They basically, they basically be fighting to bring color back to the world. Um, so they would be fighting against the black and white force to kind of bring the world back to its color. Um, I'm still kind of fleshing out the idea, but it would be something, something along that line. Just yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what the power would be, but, and I don't think, I wouldn't want it to be something like, they just like super strong or they just break stuff, you know? Right. But I, I want it to be a kind of, um, I don't know, I don't know if you've uh, seen any of Trevor Noah's stand-up specials. Yeah. But, yeah. but the thing I like the most is how he's able to take like the most serious of subjects, like break it down into a way where it, it's, easy to understand, but if, you, if you're if you knowledgeable about the subject, it's, it's that much more funny. Um, so I, I want it to be something where complex, real life situations are broken down to a point where kids can understand, but also adults who like animation, or even adults who don't like animation can understand. And it, it's really a show of substance in entertainment, but also substance to, to where like you're not just kind of watching it, but you're you're getting something out of it when you watch it. I think of any any show that I create in the future, that that's what I want it to be about um, substance and also representation for Black people, um, and also representation of Black people not in a tradi- traditional playing basketball, football, rapping, and it's nothing against those fields, but like just it's got to be yeah. something, something more, um, because um, we haven't met a person. But I'm six four, so I'm really tall. And oh. yeah, so the oh, so you know what you get asked on a regular. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you're not playing basketball. You're not playing football, and it's like I get I'm tall, but like there's there's more stuff to do. And the main thing, one of the main things I realized on my journey is. How many people in their heart i think wanted to be artists but either they didn't know anyone who did it they were never encouraged to do it and really they just didn't know it was possible but because basketball football um it's stuff like that is all they've ever seen that's that's all they knew to do so i, I definitely want to uh, get some representation for people in those fields people who might want to be in those fields people might not know they want to be in the fields, but they might see that show and then be like, "Oh, I, I, I'm seeing this on TV, um, so I can do it." Um, that, that's really something that's uh, been important to me because that's a, like a big part of my journey personally. So, man, that was that was dope. Like honestly, that was like the best way we could have ended that interview. <laughs> so, no, seriously. Like first off, like I, I think it's really 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 dope that whatever you want to create it has a hidden subliminal message that stretches much wider than people would expect upon first interaction you know the the concept of you know even thinking about trying to have warriors of color fighting 
a world that's been turned black and white, you know, I think that idea in itself, it says a lot about where the inspiration for a show like that even comes from. What kind of climate are we living in? You know what I mean? For, for somebody to even think about that. And I, I, I think it's evident, you know, that it matches up to where we're at now amongst the society. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some, is that with these, within these last few years, you know, with all the traumatic events that have continuously happened back to back, you know, it seems that the color gets sucked out more and more. That's that's super dope. You got to stick with that. You have to. And, you know, you really got to because I got to make sure it's because when it does come out, I got to talk my trash and say he oh, yeah. <laughs> first. We brought the color to the black and white world here first. So, you know, we just got <laughs> already know. <laughs> man, we just got thought out there. But for real, man, um, I'm glad that you are continuously, you know, working on your craft, man, and, and pumping out the dope work, man. Like you fully have my support. And uh, I really thank you for, for coming on to you know share your stories because I know it's a lot of you know, black creators and, and animators, like you said, that don't even know where to start. You know what I mean? Don't even know how to get to step one. So I'm really glad we were able to get this conversation. I appreciate you. And th thank you for having me. This was a really, really good experience. I really enjoyed it. Definitely, man. Definitely. We'd love to have you on again, man. For sure, man. Yeah, man. But you be easy, bro. Yeah, you too. And thank you. No problem. Hey, guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Just want to say thank you. I know 2020 has been an extremely trying and difficult year for all of us. So I want to just wish you well. Um, thank you for the love. Give love back to you and um, say that we will get through this together. So thank you for your time. And I hope you're doing well and I wish you the best.